So, this topic, I was hoping to be more like cut and dry technical. So, be a little bit maybe easier to digest or more useful for somebody than a philosophical rambling. And even though that's what I was hoping to go for, I keep kind of getting pulled into this philosophical side of things. And the topic in general is about belay stance management, but more specifically, when we're going from belaying to attaching our clients to the anchor, we're going to talk about parallel now, um, rope technique, the concept of outside, inside, underneath. Um, and are there other alternatives to that that accomplish the same goal? Someone had actually emailed me a question about this a few weeks ago and sent me a video of an alternate method to belay stance management that kind of deals with this. Um, a method that I was, I'm not that familiar with or haven't used it like formally the way they have used it. Um, so I wasn't, um, I had to kind of watch the video and I've been playing around with it for the last few days um, here. Um, and the reason why this is maybe less cut and dry is that, you know, ultimately it doesn't matter what you do as long as what you do works every time. So whether you use this method in the video and get really good at that and understand its pros and cons, whether you use outside, inside, underneath, it doesn't matter. So ultimately we want to do the system that's always going to work regardless of the situation. And one thing I think is worth noting is sometimes when we learn a skill or present a skill even, um, especially in something that's a little bit more harder to grasp for most people, like say belay stance management, we tend to give very simplified examples because that way people can see a very clean demonstration in the power of that, of that technique. The problem is like we're constantly working in ideal to real, right? Ideally, we would have this these factors, but the reality is the world's giving us this stuff. So sometimes systems that totally check out technically and work very well in an ideal scenario, if you have a little bit of a tweak or something that's a little bit out of kilter in the real world, all of a sudden that technique may not work as well or, or may seem like it doesn't work as well. So I think that's really important to think about is that regardless of what you're learning, learn how to do it really well and understand how it works in a real world context. So if we go back to the concept of outside, inside, underneath, it's a specific way of and sequence of connecting your clients into the anchor. So therefore the ropes on the client side, starting from them is completely clean, going all the way to you. Right, So essentially, if there's any kind of twists in the system because of how they came up to the anchor, how you chose to move them around the anchor into the stance, essentially by doing outside, inside, underneath, you're always grabbing the rope from the clean side of things, which is off the client's harness. So if there's any twists between the client's harness and the blade device, you're, you're grabbing in between that. And then you're getting it set up so that the outside client relative to you, their backside of their clovich is on top of the inside client. So that way, when you pull the ropes tight and we're in parallel, that either person could leave the belay and not have to like duck underneath somebody or, or deal with the rope being twisted around something that's completely clean. Now, a lot of people aren't that good at getting the system completely clean every time. And to be honest, there's a lot of times when it doesn't need to be. 
when you're moving very linearly off a belay stance and if the outside person is trapped underneath, it doesn't matter because they're leaving last anyway. Or you're in parallel, so you pull the ropes up tight, you have everybody on belay and you have everybody just unclipped, so if there is a twist at the anchor, it doesn't matter. It's gone now, right? Um, so a lot of times it doesn't matter, but if you always have a system that allows the clients to be completely clean, whatever that system is, off the anchor, so either client could either stay or go on the, on the climbing part once you have them on belay, then you don't have to worry about dealing with twists because it's always clean and always done. And I think that's the bigger conceptual point here is like, once again, going back to this position of power, that puts me in a position of power. So I don't really care the technique to get there as long as you get there. I personally like outside, inside, underneath because I feel like no matter how you shake the snow globe up and all the <laughs> pieces in there are floating around, you can always get to that outcome. And if there are any twists in the system, they get pushed all to you as the guide and then you deal with it. But the clients, once they're clipped in, are completely clean. And it also is interesting, this will kind of play into a talk I'm going to have later about habits. It's like I get into this habit of always doing this system cleanly every time, which seems like you're kind of locked into this protocol. But it, what it does is it allows me to think less about what's going on because I know this will always work. And it allows me to have more latitude, just move people or start people how I want them versus how I might have thought I want them. So the the truth is like if you climb a certain multi-pitch route a lot, like you can know from the ground to the back to the ground exactly where you want people to stand and which person in the group you want them to stand where. So literally the organization of that whole multi-pitch route up and down starts with the rope stacked on the ground. And I can just move people because I'm like, this is how it works every time. And the reason to change this is so rare because this is how it just works. But the reality is if you're on-site guiding or sometimes now you have a, a novel situation and that might be the difference between having two adult clients that either one could belay or clean the anchors or whatever to like having an adult and a child. So now you're forced to having someone be in a certain spot to belay and that might be wherever that is. Also now you need a strategy that allows you to have to be able to deal with that. So even on a route you know really well, you might have to change up your thought process and organizing the belay stances based on a situation that's more novel, right? Once again, that kind of classic, like we're climbing with a parent and a child and we always want the parent to belay. This is once again saying that the child's pretty small, right? We want the, the bigger person to belay. So more on that sense, not necessarily on a cognitive sense for why the child couldn't belay. Sometimes I have kids belay the time uh, climbing um, because it's empowering for them. But the ability to make those decisions on the fly and, and kind of at the last absolute possible moment, so like people are literally coming into the belay, is super important. Um, so for me, outside, inside, underneath allows that. So whatever happens on the way up, you know, and however I, I choose to change things at the last second, um, for whatever reason, I can do that system. I also know it quite well. Um, so the other thing to me too is I tend to gravitate towards systems that have the least kind of complexity in them in terms of like, I don't want to be tossing ropes over my head or over my client's head 
more than necessary. Does that happen every once in a while? Sure, but my goal is to just not do that. So I'm not constantly flipping ropes over, which to me is just visual noise at the belay or somewhere where I see ropes draping over other ropes. Also, <laughs> I like to work with the concept of gravity. So how I do my belay stance and how I stack my rope, you know, the backsides of clove hitches and brake strands all just fall with gravity versus having, you know, ropes going up and over things or tucked into things. Um, that also just, for me, works with me visually. So I, I, I cut down on the visual noise of the anchor and I don't have to constantly flip things from one side to the other. Also, as I mentioned before, you know, in the ideal, um, or actually in the blaze stance management episodes I've done, like going from ideal to real, it's more about where we stack the rope to me that really dictates a lot of the management. So kind of the, the method I've kind of got really good at really just deals with allowing me to stack the rope exactly where I want it, regardless of the situation. So sometimes other techniques work really well when we have a large ledge or we have all the space in the world, but sometimes you know, when we have really hyper-specific spots that we have to stack, you know, I want to disturb the rope the least amount, so I have to put it in a little pocket. So sometimes, like, flipping ropes over me or around me can kind of disturb the stack a little bit. I mean, we're talking about subtleties here, but that's what this game comes down to is subtleties. So anyway, so this concept, as much as I wanted to make it really technical, ends up being more philosophical. So don't get so bogged down in the mid-ground, the white noise, like I've called it before, about this technique versus that technique, because they all have merit. Find a technique that is actually going to be universal and work 100% of the time, or as close to that as much as possible, and make that your norm and be very diligent about how you employ that technique. So, And then your life's going to be a lot easier. So waiting to get all your people connected into the anchor to once they're all up there so you don't have the opportunity to really misclip somebody into the anchor is kind of part of that diligence in my mind. So yeah, a little a little more rambly than I anticipated, but um, you know, get yourself in a position of power and make sure this the system's going to be clean every time and that way you that diligence pays off with allowing you to have the freedom and flexibility to do whatever you want, which is ultimately want versus being locked into a very dogmatic linear approach. Like, all right, they're going to have to stand here and here because this is how I had the rope set up and I had to pull the rope this way through my hands to make sure that everything's like, yeah, that's cool, but it might not work all the time in every situation. So, you know, find a, situ uh, a solution that will work pretty much all the time in that particular given situation.